The bids are in. The gavel has dropped. Ladies and gentlemen, here at Wine Bid, we are finally hammered. This is Wine Bids podcast about all things wine value, buying, selling wine, and and what's a good value, what's not. As always, I am Jeff Gurn. I work on our uh, Wine Bid marketing team, and with me, of course, uh, as he is every episode, well, nearly every episode, Paul Walker, our wine auction. Uh, expert in, uh, as I always say, I would argue our wine expert extraordinaire, Paul, uh, yeah, has forgotten more easy. about wine than I will ever know. I know very little can in, in comparison to him or most that I can, Well, that I can probably agree with, but... Yeah, no, that that is true. That is 100% true. 100% true. Were you on his podcast all by yourself when I was missing? And you said no, I we, almost every one of them. Nobody so. wants to see me by myself. Well, I mean, yeah, but you said I was on almost every one. I was like, wait, what was I... Was Jeff just like talking about all his picks? By I'm himself? looking into the future when maybe we're able... <laughs> So here's what happened. Paul wasn't here for like a couple for like a couple of weeks, and like we no, tried one, to get one day was a holiday. I was here both times. My <laughs> point stands. I was here, you were not, and I literally. Well, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the Jeff McGurn show. You know, finally, well, it was it was literally me just sitting here not saying anything. Because here's the thing: <laughs> we tried to get other people to join me on the podcast. But they wouldn't do it because nobody really likes me. Oh and, no! And, yeah, yeah. So be like, oh, well, I, dis- I disagree with that. that. Well, that's nonsense. I just, dis- I disagree with them. So well, well, we, we were like, we were, they, we were like, hey, do you want to do the, our podcast? Uh, 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 because Paul's out, and people are like, yes, and be like, it's with Jeff, and be like, you know, I'm busy that day. I have to wash my hair, <laughs> right? And, and and so we just. I don't believe you. Anymore. I don't believe you. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into but, it. Right I'll, now, okay. This episode, we're diving into into American wines, U.S. wines. So I want to I want to go straight into it. You know, we've got a bottle of 2013 Scarecrow Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay, I was I was wondering what you were going to first mention. I wonder if it was going to be Opus or if it was going to be Insignia. Well, I, I, Scarecrow. Here, okay. Here's Scarecrow. why I'm mentioning the Scarecrow. Right. First of all, I know this is a favorite producer of yours. Uh, we've got we've got three of these. Hey, it's good wine. It's they're good already wine. they're already bid on. There's a uh, whole bunch of Scarecrow. In this a whole bunch of scarecrow coming to auction it's a solid year in you know in napa this was the 13 oh 13 yeah 13 yeah it's less yeah, than yeah. the 07 right yeah, you know the pricing for this is is always interesting to me because you would expect something with more time on it from a phenomenal vintage would be you know <laughs> would be higher than a more recent vintage but it's probably score driven that's my guess I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that one we have an 07 joseph phelps insignia mag right well we have two of them actually 520 i think it's cool to see the insignia mags we also have a three liter 07 is a solid year I was curious to get your thoughts on 520 for an 07 Insignia mag. I don't know. I haven't tasted too many of the 2000s Insignias in, in recent years. I've had some of the like 0102 and some of those are really, really good. I've been trying to 520 for a mag. It seems kind of steep. It's funny because the three liter is cheaper than two of the mags put together. It's at 995. So there's there's the deal, right? There's it's, the, it's a step of that's what you make your sangria out of, <laughs> right? And by the way, by the way, 2013 Dominus Estate, right? Oh, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the Dominus because there's quite a bit of Dominus in this week. 
a lot I of it. Don't, I don't generally, you know, like to mention the same wine all the time, but I did see there's multiple vintages. The 13, of course, is, you know, pushed way out into the stratosphere at 510 because of the scores, but it, it, bottle. it's really good wine. I love, I taste this wine every year at the, at various events in Napa. And I don't really, I wish I, you know, had more of it. To I love, I love how, like, but you just ca- like you just casually, all right, I taste this wine every year. If you, you, like, Napa, if you work in Napa long enough, you're going to taste these wines on a regular basis. Now, I don't have, you know, verticals of six packs in my cellar like Jeff does, but I, I, you know, <laughs> I do drink, a, you know, a fair amount of this. Or I, t- I should say I taste these wines fairly often, but the 13, it's awesome. It's far and away the most expensive vintage, I think. Unless you go, I think, back to the 91 or something. Yeah, no, that that, that was cool. There's what? There's like 11 and 12 and 14. And yeah, there's a ton 15. of Dominus coming to auction. Yeah, there's uh, a bunch of it. Let, let's travel to the 90s. Uh, getting our time machine. 1996 Schaefer Vineyards Hillside Select Cab. Yeah. Uh, uh, this one already has a bit on it, 215. I thought this is a really cool bottle. I know you, you know, you're not a fan of Schaefer because they're, uh, uh, they're incorporated. <laughs> Wrong. No, uh, it, incorrect. Actually, I, love, owned I by, like Schaefer. Who they got? They, who are they? They were just bought by, uh, was it a Korean company or a family? I think I could be wrong, but I think so. But no, the, no, the older vintages of Schaefer are awesome. The older hillside, I mean, 78 is one of the wines that that's, that's like one of the best wines made in California. And I think I've always wanted to have 74. I've never had it it's before they call it hillside, but no, the, the older, the nineties, the eighties and nineties hillsides are awesome. I, I would, you're right. 96 of two fifteen. That's about as cheap as you, you know, it's funny. Here's another example where it doesn't make any sense because if you look, just, if you look at all the hillside in the auction, there's 2000 for two forty, And yeah, yeah. was, <laughs> And 96 was a much better vintage than 2000. That's that's exactly what I was saying. I was looking at that, scratching my head, going like, 96 for 215? Like, God, that just seems like such a good deal for Hillside Select. Yeah. It's got good That's great. It's probably drinking great right now. Yeah, so get that bottle and bring it up to to now. Now, I will say, I have the O2 for... You know, I want to say I would call the like 2000 vintages young, but now that's already 21 years old. But the O2 is very good. It's, I would say it's more of a modern, let's just call it a more modern style version of Schaefer Hillside, but it's very, very good. And so I would, yeah, I'd get that 96. Great. Get that, Jeff, and bring it up to Napa. Says the guy who's like, I've <laughs> tasted everything in the world 25 times. No, like, you don't need it. No, I never, never made that claim. Never. I just said that I, I, t- I make a point to try dominus as much as possible because it's so oh good. my god like i don't have no, any of no it. joke no joke i'll literally i'll literally be like i'll be like oh my god petrus 82 what would it be like to taste that oh i tasted it back in 96 97 <laughs> 2000 01 07 and i'm like i wonder what the other vineyards in palmar were like oh well le pen was like this and v, v you know <laughs> was like this you're like this guy's tasted everything speaking of years with a six on the end of them 1986 ridge montebello for 360 bucks yeah that, we were talking well we were talking solid. about finding ridge montebello for less than 200 last week so Good luck with that on the older on the older vintages. It's well, not you, gonna happen. You, you cannot. I mean, look, this one has strong tasting notes. It's got a good amount of age. There's some really cool, you know, ridge coming into auction this week. Yeah, there's there's younger the stuff too, right? There's like 07, I think. For yeah, there's 07 for 190. So there's a there's an example 
for a sub 200 Montebello. Uh, I can't believe we're calling sub $200 wine a deal, but that in, you know, when you talk about Montebello, there it is. 08 is at 205. Let's see. Sorry. These are not all new this week, but anyway, that's, uh, no, that's just the way it is. The 86 is, that should be pretty amazing. Um, while we're in the 80s, 1983, Robert Mondavi, Boitritis, uh, Sauvignon Blanc. This one for 40 bucks. I thought this one was really cool because there's a lot of other Mondavi coming to auction. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of it. The color looks a little dark, but yeah. It's well, a- it, it's got Boitritis, right? So, it's got a lot. <laughs> it's got a lot of Boitritis. boitritis. Uh, in theory, you know, I mean, this is one of those where this is a 40-year-old bottle. So this is one that could be a fantastic birth year. As a sweet wine, this could very well be... In, in fantastic shape. And I'll say I have had a lot of long aged uh, sweet wines that have the very dark color and they're fantastic. Yeah. There's that like no, with no signs of oxidization. That's true. The ones I, I have had. I'm not saying that's this, but I'm just throwing that out there. Sure. Sure. No, the, the late harvest wines tend to last really well. And, and I think that's a, that'll be a fun example. And you're right for a birth year, it's not expensive. It's a, it'd be a fun gift to give somebody who's turning 40. So we've got a 1999 Heights Cabernet Sauvignon for 75 bucks. Love me some Heights, 24 years of age. This one could still be kicking. It's got a good, so it's got a good fill level. And we've got a good amount of Heights coming down. Oh yeah. No Heights last forever. That, heights last forever. Sure. I, I have a bunch of Heights in my cellar. I, and, and, Again, for 75 bucks, this just seems like a phenomenal deal to me. Granted, it's not like Martha's Vineyard, but you know, you're looking at something that what retail would go for 50 or up. And I think you've got the age on it and yeah, it looks looking good. Yeah. It's a, that's a tannic vintage in in Napa for sure. So it's, there's no, there's no worries that that's going to be, you know, going to be still alive. The fruit, if the fruit sort of balances out with the tannins, it'll be pretty tasty, but no, that 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 yeah, that's in great shape. That's a, um, that's a fun bottle. Let, let's 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 stick around some of these older uh, vintages. Nineteen seventy eight Silver Oak, uh, Alexander Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. This one already has a bit on them. We got four of them. Two hundred and ten dollars, forty five years of age, and it's still kicking. Mm-hmm. Right, great fill level, and there's a bunch of Silver Oak coming into auction this week. Yeah, it's fun to see. You know, seventy eight's probably. I think next to, well, who knows, but next to 74 is probably the best vintage in the seventies and, and California and these, these 78. Yeah. These, these things look great. So that's, that's a good, that's a fun choice for sure. I don't know if you saw too, for something that's a little bit more reasonable, not quite as old, but there's seven bottles of 84 Burgess at 80. Uh, all these older Burgess wines have been getting more and more attention just because obviously the, the wine, the winery sold and then actually subsequently i think burned down but the cabernets from back in the 80s were quite good and f- kind of under the radar for a long time but that was one of the earlier vintages in this week from at least from napa that kind of stuck out to me if you don't mind i'll continue with go for it. a couple of our classic 
producers that we talk about a lot, but there's some Diamond Creek that stuck out to me because it's in the sub 200 club. <laughs> I, I, you're talking about the 2013, yeah, uh, the 13 Red Rock. Yeah. 13 I, I have that. I have that on my list as well. I was like, yeah, I was like 15, 15, had to do 15 like a, Red Rock like, Terrace also like both at 175, which for, you know, that's far and away cheaper than it costs on release. Yes. I think even back then, I think the 13 was like over 200 bucks from the winery. Yeah. I literally did a cartoon like, yeah. and then like my eyes went like this. Yeah. Like <laughs> 175 is like nothing. No, I mean, no, it already no, has no. a bit on it. Yeah, the 15 Volcanic Hills at 155. So those those I just flagged because I said, hey, look, it's Diamond Creek for for less than than you're ever going to see it most of the time. So that was uh, that was kind of fun. And then we mentioned the Dominus, of course, but there was a bottle. I don't know if you noticed we skipped over uh, Joseph Phelps. But there's a 77 straight Napa Cabernet from Phelps at 135 that that stuck out to me. That looks that looks pretty pretty interesting as well. So for classic producers, I think that was about it from California well, for me. I've got some some more modern stuff to mention. Well, I have some I have some classic I have some additional classic producers. Okay. There was a seventy seven uh, BV uh, Georgia State Latour Private Reserve uh-huh. one thirty. I thought that one was cool. And the most recent tasting notes say that it's still kicking. And there's a lot of uh, Georgia State Latour coming to auction this week. There was a seventy eight Chateau uh, Saint Jean uh, individual bench selected late harvest Bell Terrace vineyard. <laughs> Here we go with another one of your late harvest. Another one of my yes, another one of my late harvest rieslings. <laughs> Hey, they I both mean, have bids. You're too late. As they both had bids. Yeah, they look so cool. Late uh, harvest, Jeff is late to the bidding. <laughs> an eighty, an eighty-four Raymond uh, Private Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon for fifty bucks. This one again. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not a bad. De- not bad. That's a fantastic deal. You want to talk about marquee? Uh, and I know this is a favorite producer this is i think maybe your favorite producer i think you're in their wine club you get a lot of their wine but a 2010 castello de amorosa late oh harvest conversion <laughs> no you know I think, this is your favorite winery right i oh. think no you mentioned you, you mentioned retail but i think you're very incorrect i think that this winery specifically does not sell any in any retail i think that was their it's whole only thing. wine clubs winery directs yeah winery direct so i've never actually i don't think i've ever had it i love i love why like, you've had everything he he just the other day folks paul was telling me how he tastes all of the castelletto uh, Castello de Amorosa <laughs> wines every single year. He's a huge fan. He's in a wholesaler. Those were those were sort of the, the the big ones. If we can go into like newer stuff in Napa, there were a couple that I did want to mention because I know you're probably going to mention them, and I wanted to beat you to the punch. Okay, can I beat you to the punch? 2016 McDonald Cabernet Sauvignon. There were actually a bunch of McDonald cabs that came into auction. I only mention this because so first of all, seven hundred dollars already has a bid. Yeah. Right. Uh, incredibly sought after. And the fact that I, they're McDonald's, I'm a Matt Gurn, you would think that I would get fast, a fast pass to their allocation. No, you won't. Well, it makes sense. <laughs> it were, hey, we're Scottish you, brethren. We're, to them? we're practically related. We're practically <laughs> related. Right. And yet somehow I have to wait on the waiting list like everybody else. Right. And it makes no sense to me. And then a 2010, tell me if I'm saying this correctly, a 2010 Oshag Hennessy, 
uh, Hell Mountain Cabernet Sauvignon <laughs> for ninety five bucks. No, you know it's funny. I I was gonna I was gonna mention the O'Shaughnessy wines because O'Shaughnessy oh, there's oh, like Hennessy. Oh, Shag Hennessy. <laughs> have you not, have you not, are you not a Keem Peel fan? Anyway. Uh, I've, I've been exposed to very little of it, but I have seen, it's very funny, the stuff that I have seen. Anyway, uh, sorry, go, go no, on. No, no, no. The, the interesting thing about O'Shaughnessy is that they have multiple properties, right? They're, they have like a whole big parcel up on Howl Mountain, and then they have a, a, a vineyard over on, um, what is it, Mount Veter, and which is pretty wild. They have some amazing, amazing pieces of property. And then they have a, a spot on Oakville Crossroad, and they, they make, actually, they make Chardonnay from Oakville, which is really, really cool. We don't have any of it right now, but I've always been into these wines, and I like what they do. I think they're underpriced at auction uh yeah but we've got a bunch of it there's 18 14 13 10 yeah it's cool i'll mention one more 2010 chapelet pritchard hill for <laughs> how, many weeks have, how many weeks have we gone by without, without you mentioning chapelet we mentioned every at least week. the less the least three weeks you didn't mention chapelet but, or but did you but like, i don't know you probably did allocation it's 265 and this is 150 dollars. it's got 13 years of age on it that is a ridiculous deal as far as i'm concerned <laughs> like uh, i i i, I want to buy this now well, like then get it crazy good price yeah well then get it well i'm trying to gift it to our the three people that listen to our podcast one of which is our head of development uh marty and he only is he, is he, is, he not, is he bugging you for some chapelet no, I'm just saying I know he listens to our podcast because oh, he mentions okay. it because he he listens it to see if we've mentioned any of the wineries that he loves, any of the producers he loves. And he Generally, we do that. not because he loves... And actually, I keep those wines secret because there's so many good deals in the Northwest that I don't talk about any of them. <laughs> not, you're, not, you're not wrong. I saw a bottle, a bottle of one of my favorite Washington Syrahs is in auction this week, and I'm not going to talk about it because it's very inexpensive and it's very good. So, so you, you go. heard it here first, folks. Look for Washington Syrahs that came into <laughs> auction this week. Get on all of them. Get on all of them. <laughs> I'll um, you, well, I'll tell you, it's not it's not a producer that you're familiar with. I would say most people are not familiar with it. It's not sold in retail in California. At least I've never found it here. But I will find it. I will find it. <laughs> Did you notice the 2016 Isley Vineyard Cabernet Sauvignon? Oh no! Is there there is that new this week? It's new this week. Three okay. uh, three hundred and sixty killer bottle. Great. Yeah, vineyard. I think that's. I I want to say that's like about what it costs from the winery since well uh, the Le- the Chateau Latour you know owns owns Isley now. I was like, well, I'll tell you what. At retail, this bottle's going for like well over five hundred dollars. That's yeah. a lot. What do you have? All right, so the- yeah, let me let me let me burn through because we are. I think we're going on. We're coming up to time. Here. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'll be fast. But um, more modern, more interesting things happening here. There is a. 06 Bond Vecina Magnum. You don't see Bond in Magnums in auction that often. So I, that stuck out to me. It's at 660, which is that's Bond pricing. It's not cheap, but it, you know, it's 06. Uh, it's yeah, there's a lot of, there's a, a good time amount of, on it. 
Large bond. You don't see those very often. Decent amount of bond coming at auction this week. Yeah, there's a few. There's a. I think there's like a one of the four packs of the 09 or something. Anyway, um, there's a mini vertical, sort of broken vertical, if you will, of the checkerboard vineyard, which is pretty hard to find, mailing list only type stuff. Beautiful, stunning property way up on the mountain. It's like just south of Calistoga or north of St. Helena somewhere. Anyway, um, there's a, excuse me, 07 at 275 09 at 165 and 2010 at 190 i'm pretty sure on the mailing list it's quite a bit more uh there's a magnum of one of our favorites we talk about a lot 14 continuum uh magnum at 330 which i thought was a steal a couple things that stuck out that i don't know that i want to research but these always kind of stick out to me because there are names I've never heard of. 2017 Depiction Cabernet at 135. I'm going to look that up because I've never heard of it. Um, going to a non-cab varietal, there, or variety, excuse me. There's a 2017 Downstream Zinfandel Magnum for $360. I don't recall ever seeing Zinfandel for anywhere near that kind of a price. So I have to find out more about downstream because there's a mag at 360. So that's maybe not necessarily a deal, but interesting. There are some wines by the famous Bob Egelhoff. It's uh, a real, real character. He's made wines for quite a few different people in the Valley, but his own label, there's a 2010 at 45, 12 at 45, and let's see the 14 Walton Cabernet at 40 six of those and then even the tawny port that he makes there's a couple bottles of that at 20 so that stuck out to me there's also a joint venture between bob egelhoff and two hands wines and jeff you'd mentioned a two hands wine like a couple months ago that you saw on the site i can't remember it was one of their shirazes but anyway i thought this was kind of cool it was a two hands and egelhoff collaboration 09 magnum for 250 i love two um, hands like i like i've i've had a lot of two yeah hands. i've never seen this before so that i thought that was really interesting and bobbing off i've met him a few times he's a, he's a total riot he's an absolute character he's a great musician too um there's also a bunch of futo in this week so I saw there's like almost a little vertical there. There's 04, 05, 07, 10. Yeah, 15. there was a lot of Futo coming in this week. I noticed yeah. that. There's also a magnum of the Helianthus, which is a second label that they make. And it's it's not as expensive as the, uh, you know, as the, the flagship. So the mag of 13 is 160. And I don't think they made that wine again so that's that's kind of a cool one-off magnum it's only sold a few times let's see there's a bottle of 17 greer cabernet which you don't see very often as well six of those at 155 which i think is well below the the mailing list cost another producer i've never heard of loveland lee cabernet 2018 uh one of those for 110 uh you mentioned the mcdonald's of course there's a meteor Pear Seed Cabernet Sauvignon, two of those at 96. So those, those have bids. Meteor is, is another tiny production Cabernet in Napa. Hardly ever see it. Wanted to bring up a couple of Santa Cruz Mountains examples. There's a Mount Eden Cab 2010 at 81. It's got a bid. And then there's Estate Chardonnay, which is phenomenal. I love that stuff. 2013 uh, Mount Eden Estate Shard 41. That's got a bid. There's a bunch of Outpost wines in this week. And... And again, kind of a mini vertical of the true vineyard cab. There's 07, 08, 11, 13, and 14, all sort of 
in the well one to two sixty five range. It looks like uh, there's a bunch of Ovid. Shout out to Austin, good buddy of mine. Great stuff. Oh nine, ten, eleven, fifteen, and then there's the seventeen. 16 different experiment wines uh, with their complicated monikers. Not sure what they mean, but anyway, they're available. There's a hexameter 09 from Ovid. And then there's a bottle of the 14 Syrah at 90 bucks, which is, I think, less than the other wine they make. Also wanted to mention real quick, there's some packs, quite a few different packs wines available. Uh, I mentioned the Armog Syrah, the Castelli Night Ranch, Griffin's Lair. There's 12, 13, 15 of that. There's 12 James Berry Vineyard. And then there's the Sonoma Hillside Syrah, which is kind of their big deal wine these days because it's gotten some big scores. But the price discrepancy on the hillsides is really wild. The 16 is at 125 and the 17 is at 40. So, you know, you can, might want to try those side by side. The 18 also is at 46. So that's, you know, got some bids, but very, very much. I think it's purely because of the score but that's still that's a major major price difference and then switching over to sonoma coast real quick our famous uh thomas brown his label rivers marie there is some of the old vines pinot noir which is really really good there's some 2010 which has been around for a while at 130 uh in the sense that you know it's got some time on it 2012 2016 2017 all the old vines pinot which is great another producer i'd never heard of before shatter cane cabernet sauvignon 2018 there's a bottle of that for 80 bucks and then for very interesting sparkling wine that has a great following the ultramarine there's ultramarine 18 heights blanc de blanc there's 12 blanc de noir uh 14 Pinot Noir, and then there is 18 Rosé, and then looks like the Michael Mara Blanc de Blanc 18, and all those prices are relatively high. It looks like they started about 165 and go up from there. So those were my domestic picks. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap on our episode for the U.S. domestic wine uh, coming to auction uh, this week on WineBid. So to everyone out there, Happy bidding. Cheers.